Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week. This week, I want to talk to you about the infographic revolution. As you probably noticed, B2B marketing materials, white papers, case studies, websites are becoming more visual. In fact, the increased uh, popularity of ebooks, which we jokingly call in the trade white papers on their side, is a very visual way to present information you'd normally see in a white paper. Communications are becoming more visual. And by more visual, I don't necessarily mean pictures of people uh, and colorful graphics and things of that nature. By visual, I mean presenting the information in a visual format. We're talking charts, graphs, ways to convey information visually so people can look at the visual and get the information more quickly. Like I said, we're in the midst of an infographic revolution. You've probably seen infographics on Pinterest and some other sites, these long posters that convey some information visually. But that's not the only place you use infographics. Like I said, infographics can be used in white papers, on websites, and blogs, and in the full spectrum of B2B marketing communications. Now, you may not be a designer, and you don't have to be a designer or an illustrator. However, you do need to learn how to think visually when you are writing modern marketing communications for B2B companies, simply because it's, it's the trend. It's just becoming far more visual. So what I'd like to do in this podcast is to replay an interview I did about a year ago with one of the North America's leading experts on visual communications. And that guy is Dave Parody. Dave Parody is the leader in this area. He's the author of several books on the topic. He's a true thought leader. And he's going to talk to us uh, in the interview. He's going to talk to us about uh, infographics, but also a technique for creating your own infographics that um, you might be surprised how easy it is to do. You know, uh, how to create very simple but effective infographics on your own or for your clients. Like I said, uh, I'm not asking you to be a designer, but, you know, for some clients, this might work for you. So without further ado, I'm going to transition to that interview with Dave Parody. It's about 10 minutes long. And please listen closely because he is a true expert. And then I will meet you again at the end of the interview. Thanks for joining us today, Dave. Thanks for having me, Steve. Great, great. Now, we're talking about infographics, and it's interesting because uh, I was reading a few surveys, uh, of surveys done of business-to-business uh, marketers, and some of these surveys were asking them what media are they going to be focusing on, they're focusing their budget dollars on this year. And the usual suspects crept up, white papers, websites, social media, but infographics was in, for the first time was in the top 10, and that really surprised me. Uh, infographics are all the rage lately, and especially in my world, especially in marketing and business communications. So what's your opinion of that, Dave? Why are infographics uh, uh, so popular right now? 
Well, you know, Steve, we all like good-looking visuals. We always have. And, you know, research tells us people understand and remember visuals better than just plain text. And I think the reason that infographics are so popular right now is because it's kind of a new way of packaging visuals. But I think we need to be really careful about anything that becomes popular. And, you know, if we're going to consider an infographic, we have to really make sure we understand how does that communicate our message more clearly to the audience? See, some people, when they, they see these sorts of surveys and they go, oh, okay, infographics, um, I'll just put together any sort of a graphic, call it an infographic, and instantly I'll be a hit. And, you know, it doesn't work that way. And let me give you an example from my, my world, the presentation world. Years ago, academic research came out that said in a presentation, visuals plus text worked better on PowerPoint slides than just text. So what presenters did is they looked at this research and they, oh, okay, I need to add a visual. And you've probably seen these slides. They added these cheesy clip arts to the lower right corner of every slide, and they said, see, I added visuals, therefore it's more effective. But you and I both know it actually made it worse. So I think that it's good that they're popular, but I think it's really important for communications professionals to really be thinking about how do we use them effectively for communication. And that's where those budget dollars are going to go to, using them effectively. And clearly, people who can help uh, these companies uh, use infographics effectively rather than helping them just jump on the bandwagon are going to be valuable to them. Uh, one question I've, always, I've had is that, you know, a lot of people, when they think of infographics, they think of those poster-style infographics you see on Pinterest and, and other places on the Internet. But those aren't, those aren't the only type of infographics. Obviously, infographics can be used in many other types of communications as well. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, see, it's, it's really interesting to think about what is an infographic. And I've looked to try to find a single accepted definition of an infographic, and there isn't one out there. There are so many different definitions of an infographic. So here's the working definition I use, is that it's a graphic that communicates your message visually. See, the important thing is, is it has to be communicating your message. So that means that the size doesn't matter. So it could be, yes, those posters that you talked about, but it also could be quite small. And therefore, it fits into a lot of different communication vehicles. Poster, I think, is just one vehicle that they're used on. But I think things like white papers, websites, emails, case studies, and of course, the, the world I'm most familiar with, presentations, those are all great vehicles that an infographic can help communicate your message more effectively. So, you know, even though we see it in that one vehicle on Pinterest and other sites, I think we need to step back and say what really is going on here. And I think it's a graphic that communicates your message visually. That's a very good definition. In fact, you mentioned white papers, uh, which is interesting. Um, uh, I was I had an opportunity to speak with uh, Gordon Graham, who uh, many listeners would know is is probably the best uh, probably the best known white paper writer in in the business. And he told me he says uh, that he recommends uh, a, a, an infographic on at least one infographic on most of the white papers he creates, uh, just, just for, for the reason you mentioned, because uh, he deals with complicated information in a white paper, and he wants to include something there that clearly communicates it well. So it's very yeah, important in white papers these days. 
and and any time you have a communication where it's going to be a little more complex or it involves numbers or proof, I think infographics can really help strengthen that message. Now, uh, here's a question. Do you need to be a graphic designer or a graphic artist to create infographics? The honest answer is absolutely not. Now, I think that industry would like you to think maybe you need to be, but, but you really don't. But just like anything, like your writing, like anything, you need a process for creating it. So it starts, first of all, with being really clear on what your message is. If you don't know what the message is, the next steps won't even make any sense. So once you know what your message is, then determine what visual is going to work best for that message you want to communicate. And then thirdly, create the graphic. Now, here's the thing that I hear from a lot of, of both writers and presenters is they say, you know, Dave, there's two areas where I don't feel that, that I have the skills, and maybe that's why a graphic designer should be used. They say, first of all, I'm not, I'm not really sure what visual will work for a particular message. And then secondly, well, I don't think I have the skills to create a graphic. I'm not a designer. Well, I think both of those are actually easily addressed. The first one in terms of figuring out what visual to use, this is an area that in my world presenters struggle with all the time. They're always asking, how do I know what visual work will work best? So what I've done is, is I teach in my workshops, I teach a process that anybody can use. It starts with what is your message? What are the different categories of visuals broken down by different categories of messages and then subcategories, and then you see examples, and you can then determine which visual will work best. So that, that deals with the first one. The second one is, 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 well, Dave, don't I need some fancy graphic software to create these, these infographics? Not at all. You have great design tools and really easy-to-use techniques and software and software that you already have on your computer called PowerPoint. Not a lot of people don't realize the power, the graphics power that PowerPoint has in it. And once you learn how to use that tool effectively, creating these graphics is really quite simple. Let me give you an example of myself. My background, I'm an engineer and I have an MBA. I have no graphics background or training at all. But I create all the graphics for my website, email newsletter, everything, and I create them all in PowerPoint. So slide examples, icons, sales buttons, and a lot more. I don't even own any of the Adobe Creative Software packages, and I certainly don't want to go through that really steep learning curve that anybody would have to go through to learn how to use any of those packages. So, Steve, I'm proof you don't need to be a designer to create infographics because I'm not. You know, you said something very important there. You said you had a pro you, you teach a process of figuring out what visual to use. Um, and that's the same thing with, in my world, with copywriting and business writing, where there's a process you follow to create an effective case study, and there's a process you follow to create an effective, uh, to write an effective about page for a company website. You know, and what, what I teach is, is the process and the formulas and recipes on how to do that. So what you're saying is that, you know, there's a process you can learn, follow and learn on how to, how to figure out what graphics, to, no, what, what graphics and visuals to use, right? Absolutely. I mean, you think about it. Any of the, the people who are, are listening to us who have seen any of your processes, and, and I use your processes too, but writing sales copy, 
any of them started out and said, gee, I don't know how to write a case study. Well, they picked up your process and they read it and they go, oh, okay, if I just follow these steps and then I practice them, guess what? I can write a case study. It's the same with infographics. What's the process? Follow the process. Learn it. Practice it. And you, anybody, I believe anybody, can create infographics. And they don't need the fancy software. All they need is PowerPoint. And you don't need the fancy software, and you don't need to be a graphic designer. Not at all. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of people, as you're probably aware, listening to this interview are people in my audience, uh, copywriters and marketers and business writers and entrepreneurs who write their own stuff, uh, people who aren't designers. Um, what are the advantages to them of offering infographic creation services to their clients? And let me give you an example. Let's say uh, someone listening is a white paper writer. What would be the advantage to her of offering uh, to contribute an infographic or two to the white papers that she writes? Well, I think anybody who is selling their writing services is missing a great opportunity if they're not going to also offer that client a graphic because that one graphic that you can create for the client isn't just for that white paper. So when she markets that graphic service, it's not just for the white paper because that single graphic could also be used, let's say, on a website sales page, included in a promotional email, used in a presentation, used as a graphic on social media like Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, all of these different vehicles can use that one single graphic that she created for that white paper. And now what the client gets is something that's versatile, that can be used in many different places, that gives a consistent message out to their target market. And as a communicator who's offering those services to your clients, what you end up doing is you end up helping that client build a library of these graphics that they can choose from and use in many different situations, many different areas and vehicles in their communication. Now, it's, it's important to know what your limits are when you're going to offer these services. You're certainly going to be saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to create graphics that are help, going to help communicate the message. Now, if they're looking for a high-end type of output, a, a brand-new logo, something like that, obviously that's the time for you to say, hey, you know what, that's a job for a, a graphic designer because that is something that has a lot more skill required. But for most of the graphics that are about communicating a message, not branding, most of those graphics are easily creatable by anybody who understands how do you communicate a message, which the writers that, that are listening to your podcasts are certainly going to be able to do. And so that's why I think it's so valuable to offer this service because it really provides a great benefit for the client. And now that that one graphic is so versatile, the value is so much more, and therefore you can charge more. Absolutely, and you can charge an extra fee. I think that's important, obviously, to uh, to, to listeners who are freelancers and solo professionals. Um, this is something they can uh, add a lot of value with their clients, but also charge an extra fee, make more money per project, uh, which is very important. Uh, Dave, this, this has been great stuff. Thank you very much. Okay, so we've warped back to the present day. That interview with Dave Parody was done about a year ago. And by the way, if you'd like to learn more about Dave Parody and learn more about becoming a better visual communicator, I recommend visiting his website. 
His website is www.thinkoutsidetheslide.com. And you'll find a lot of free articles and resources and before and after examples of visual communications right there. And like I said, as a B2B copywriter or writer, it's important that you learn how to be better at visual communications, even if you're not actually creating these communications for clients. Being better at visual communication is going to help you, especially in this age of infographics that we're finding ourselves in. So that's this week's B2B writing success. I hope you found the information helpful. And would you do me a favor? If you have any topic suggestions or feedback on this episode or any questions, please contact me. My email address is steve at steveslonwhite.com and you can reach me right there. So until next week, have a great week with your B2B writing business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.